Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With Tesco, where you won't pay more for the products that matter most to you. Tesco, every little helps. Listen to this and see what you make of it. As soon as I gave up work and stayed home, it coincided obviously with having my son, but I realised that I am now, rather than the um, marketing assistant or marketing manager as I used to be, with, you know, women controlling my every move, as it were, and men, depending on where I was working, but I'm now the CEO of my own company, which essentially is my household this role as a traditional housewife, I am completely and utterly free now to be feminine and to live from a, um, like a feminine energy, as it were. At home, I am mum, I am wife, I am missus, I cook and I clean, and whether that's being feminine, I don't know, but when I was a little girl, I don't know if it was different for you, but I played with my Barbies, and they were in Barbie's dream house, and I used to make up little, you know, stories of them having tea parties or baking a cake or doing very feminine things. So it's almost like you can get back in touch with the things that you enjoyed when you were a little girl. I wrote this about this in my article, actually, that's on my website, is that men aren't asked to leave behind what they enjoyed when they were younger. You know, for many men, their life still involves football and cars and tools and outdoor adventures and cycling. I mean, look at all the men that are going out now in their, you know, tight outfits, cycling up and down the road. You know, they, they weren't asked to leave behind what made them boys. And I feel like society now tells girls to leave behind what made them girlish. Right, there you go. Well, that's from what's called the Darling Academy on YouTube with Alina Kate. And uh, it seems to spark something called trad wife which is developing as a term and uh, I can already see from the facial expressions of the two guests in front of me uh, some of their thoughts coming through on all of this and uh, delighted to welcome to the studio uh, two friends of the Limerick Today show Trish Lahan and Sharon McNulty and you're welcome good morning you. to you Thanks, and we also have clinical psychologist Dr Mally Coyne on the line and you're welcome as well um, good morning Mally um, so I actually genuinely up to yesterday had never heard of the term trad wife. Have you guys? No. 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 Definitely not. That sounds crazy. <laughs> oh my God, we're really going to annoy people this morning. <laughs> well, it seems that in the Darling Academy, it's very much a 1950s style trad wife, traditional housewife and sort of getting out of the rat race and being at home to look after all of that. Well, no, that's not why I stayed at home. Um, I would have had my first boy and we would have had our own business, which was a hairdressing business. And my mother would have minded my first boy. And when I had my second boy, which wasn't too long afterwards, I was doing a woman's hair. And now the women we had were brilliant customers. And whoever children they were minding, they were very lucky. But the child was in the pram of one of the customers and she looked up and she said, ma'am, and then realised it wasn't ma'am. And it kind of hit with me and I kind of said, well, she's going to grow up with her values and her morals. And that's okay, that's fine, if you find the right person. 
But I didn't want that. So... Right, uh, so that sounds like almost a moment of revelation there, Sharon. Yeah, yeah. And I hadn't intended staying at home full time. I was going to do it for a few years until they got up on their feet or whatever, you know. But then my oldest boy was uh, diagnosed with ADHD and then the second boy was diagnosed. So then I had to make a decision. Um, What was I going to do? So then I threw myself into doing the parenting courses on ADHD, everything, and took that on as my kind of job. So you got out of your business? Yeah. Yeah. Now, it was uh, it was myself and my sister. And um, so then I pulled out, but then my sister pulled out afterwards because it just wasn't the same. And Did you miss it? I did. I did. I mean, it's very hard being at home. It's not easy. You know, um, uh, you give up a lot. Um, You give up a lot of material things. Uh, You give up uh, independence sometimes. Um, You get taken for granted. You know, there's a lot that you do give up. But the reward of it, I wouldn't change it for a bit. I really wouldn't, no. Trish, I think you make an interesting point to Rebecca that uh, some of your friends look at the way you've done it with envy and you look at the way they've done it with a bit of envy. Totally. Explain that. I spent years and years in college and, you know, tried to do my best to become the best at what I was and worked in some of the biggest multinationals, you know, dealing with some of the biggest kind of physics projects you could deal with. And I went off and I always had this kind of inkling, I'd like to have a baby. And, but I had friends who worked in analog and all the different companies and they were kind of, no, it's not for me, not for me. I was kind of going, okay, that's a bit strange, but you know, everyone's themselves. And eventually I did, I got married and I had my baby and I found that when I was about to go back to work, I became very resentful of my husband at the time um, because I was like, well, you should be the breadwinner. You should. It should be like the way my mammy did it. I should be able to stay at home and I shouldn't have to pay someone to mind my child. And then I kind of got a kick up the arse and I had to go back to work because reality kicks in. Bills have to be paid. You know, you need to have some sort of income. So went back to work and I liked it. And I liked the fact that, you know, I could have a cup of coffee and someone wasn't pulling out of me and someone wasn't, you know, you weren't having a coffee and all of a sudden you get the whiff. And you're like, oh, Jesus, here we go, another nappy. You know, and it's not until I really enjoyed the parenting stage when they were young. I'm really enjoying it now because you get a chat, you get a giggle, you get, you know, some very funny comments coming back from them. But when I had my second baby very quickly, again, like yourself, um, I couldn't wait to get back to work. And then I found myself, I ended up getting sick, but I found myself being a trad parent by accident and like I meet up with you know engineers that I've worked with over the years and some of them are in Arizona and Oregon and in New Zealand and they haven't gone the kids route and they're looking at me going "Mm, I'm 36 37 now that might have been nice or I'm looking at them going 
God, she's an engineering director now. I, that could have been me. Yeah, and, and that's fascinating, isn't it, Sharon? I mean, it seems that we have gone from a place where it was highly unusual and maybe disparaged yes. for a woman to work outside the home. They always worked hard inside the home. Yes. Uh, to a point where maybe people now look at somebody who decides to stay at home full time a little unusually. Yes, that stigma is always there when someone says to you, especially if you met someone from school now in, or anything like that, oh, and what are you doing? Uh, I'm at home. You know, um, it, it, you feel very um, less important. I always find um, that you, you, yeah. you, you feel like if you're in a pub and someone says to you, oh, what do you do? And you go, I used to be an engineer. Yeah. I used to be <laughs> something. Yeah. It's like as if you're devaluing what you're yes, doing. Yes. You're bringing up two of the most amazing kids that yeah. you know you could ever possibly wish for. But to other people, you feel like you're saying, I used to be something. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it, was near, it nearly went, um, as you said, from being so traditional to stay at home and it was thought of a great thing to being uh, a, a taboo thing. You know, but um, I mean, I would have loved to lived in, uh, is it Switzerland or Sweden or somewhere? You get paid to stay at home for the first three years of your, I mean, that's a gift. And what it also does is, in the way our societies work, it gives it a distinct value. It should have that it anyway. Have but a value. Yes. The, the payment aspect of it. Yes, yeah. because I mean, the first few years of a child, you know, they soak everything up like a sponge those first few years. And you get to put in all the things you want to put in, you know, at that time. And I'm not taking it from people that are working. It, maybe it's hard. It's, I would actually think it's harder for them because they have to do that and work as well. Yeah. You know, so... Um, but, I mean, those first few years are so important. And even as the other years have gone on, I mean, I'm... I'm my oldest is 23, my youngest is eight. I have four, you know. Mm. So, um, through each stage, there's different things. And it, it's been good. It's been good to be there, especially when they come out of school. I would hear everything first. Now, I have sisters that their children would be in creches and things. And they would hear them, but it would take a day or two longer where I could spot it straight away. Right. Yeah. Uh, we're chatting to Sharon and to Trish and uh, Dr. Mally Coyne is on the line as well. Uh, Mally, um, what's the psychology around all of this? What a question. Um, ah, yeah, I see. Easy one for Friday. Yeah, I, I just think everyone to their own. You know, that's what I think. I think we live in a society that gets outraged by other people's decisions and you make the decision that's right for you. And, you know, I agree with the ladies that um, I think it's wonderful if you get that opportunity for one of the parents. And it doesn't have to be the mother, by the way, you know. It can be the father to, to stay home and to be at the school gates when the child comes out. And not every family, unfortunately, have that, you know, that luxury of being able to do that for financial reasons or whatever. So I think, you know, and, and, I, and I also agree that, you know, those those years of your child's life, I have two kids, and they do, um, they do, like, they go so fast, and they're really important those first few years, you know, so 
I, I, I don't really have an opinion either way. I suppose I can't say, I, like, all I can say is, yes, it's really, it's, it's important for parents, for kids to have their parents around. But that people have to make choices for reasons. And I, I'm not going to judge anybody for mm. making a choice. And, and what choices did you make yourself, Mally? Well, I um, I work full time because I have to. You know, that's just the, the 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 situation in my house. But thankfully, my husband works from home, so he can collect the kids and do all that stuff in the afternoon. And I just try to. T- I take a day of parental leave per week so that I can collect them from school and bring them for swimming or whatever. So I'm lucky in that way that I can take a day off per week at the moment to do that. And um, what sort of reaction is there to him? I know yeah. he works from home, but clearly that allows him to be at home more. You know, does does a guy get away with all options is what I, I'm getting I think at. it's hard for guys because I think, you know, women are, you know, stand, like I even feel a little bit kind of out of, you know, like where all the women are standing at the school gates, you know, dropping their kids off. And I feel a little bit like different to them sometimes because like I'm running off and I have to like not saying they're not running off and I have to. But like I I am running off or I mightn't feel like I'm, you know, totally in with all the parents there. And I think it's really hard for men because if they're the ones collecting the kids, you know, they might not necessarily be making those connections with the, the women around and there's not you know it is more women than men collecting kids from school so I think it is hard for for men um, but I, I think it's it's hugely rewarding I've heard of many many fathers who wouldn't have it any other way and the fact that they can do some work in the morning and then be with their kids in the afternoon is really re- rewarding for them so I think it, I, I'm not going to speak for my husband because I don't think he'd appreciate that but um, <laughs> yeah. definitely not yeah. he's a very private person but um, I, I just think each each to their own that's that's what I'm what, what I think but I think ideally if but- Kids love spending time with with either parent, and it doesn't have to be the mother. But Sharon, I mean, you know, as someone who was involved in running your own business, yes. Do you think that you know male managers, male CEOs who haven't had the opportunity? Wait a second, now let me ask the question before you get annoyed. Uh, No, no, Trisha's giving me a look here. Um, Who who haven't necessarily had the experience? of spending time at home. Some have, yes. but they haven't had the experience of spending time at home. Do you think they would benefit from spending time at home in every sense? I think they would. I think anything that makes you learn is a great gift and you can carry it on throughout your business. And I think you would be a lot more understanding of your staff which would be a fantastic thing because the more understanding you are of your staff, the better your staff will do for you. Um, You know, it would also make them realise that uh, emergencies come up. Um, How to have a backup plan if your staff have to disappear. Um, I mean, there's great benefits from it. It would be fantastic benefits, you know, for them to see. Whereas now they have the maternity leave of a couple of weeks, but I don't know how that works. Maternity and, yeah, yeah the parental, yeah, of course, or, as, yes, as well. Yeah. What do you but, think, Trish? Well, I've had two different types of bosses. I've had the boss who has been so supportive and so helpful and has bent over backwards to make sure that what I was having going on at home was not affecting my job and because he was allowing me the time to you know answer a phone call to say listen you know the child's not feeling well and I have to run he knows 
I'm going to bend over backwards for him. And if he wants me to come in for a couple of hours on Saturday morning, I'll make it work. Where on the other hand, I've worked for people who, um, they were actually dads themselves, but they were never in the country. They were constantly traveling. They were in work before I got there. They left work after I left. And, you know, they seemed their life was 70 hours, 60 hours a week with their work. And if you said to them, you know, oh, the child is sick or I need to bring her to the dentist or whatever, you get the look. Yeah. And you'd actually I, feel like, you know, slapping them kind of going, Jesus, do you not realise? And do you have a sense that that is changing? It definitely is because I think in the in the kind of structure I was in, I could see that other managers were looking and saying, right, how come, you know, your man is getting more out of that group and I'm being a bit of a, a knob. So it really comes down to how, the relationship you have with your staff and it comes down to the way that you perceive yourself within your family. And the guy that was really, really appreciative and very supportive um, was the type of guy who would, if his child was sick, he'd hand it over to the wife. The wife did everything. But he would constantly tell you, my wife's great. She does everything. She's great. I'd be lost without her. And he, he appreciated what he had at home. Yes, I understand. So, Sharon, I, I wonder then, are we just in a period of significant transition then? You know, that uh, we'll get to a point where male or female, it'll largely be seen as interchangeable and that'll be the norm, that home at work, a combination of the two, whatever choice works for an individual or for a family. I, I don't think, I think it's getting harder and harder for, oh for someone to stay at home. Really? Yeah. Financially, it's very difficult. I mean, I give up a lot financially. Um, and it is really, really hard. It, that choice is going to be gone. It will definitely be gone. It, you, it, you'll have uh, very little stay-at-home mums. It, it is yeah. hard. You give yeah. up You give up social life. I I went out for a drink six, five weeks ago. And I had 20 quid in my pocket. And when the 20 quid was gone, I had to go home because I knew I had to pay 10 quid to the babysitter. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, you're buying your moisturiser from Tesco's when before you were buying it from Brown Thomas. It's literally, you know, and everything that you do has to be, I have to check their schedule first. And you do lose a little bit of individuality. But now that they're getting older... I'm starting to be able to hand them over to babysitters and say, listen, I need to go out. I need to do something for me. And I'm starting to claw my life back. But there was, you know, 10 years there where it was just me and the kids and a slight bit of madness. Mm. Okay. Well, but hang on, hang on. <laughs> I, I, I loved it. I loved being at home. Oh, it's I, fantastic. Yeah, I loved being at home. I wouldn't say it was madness. I wouldn't. I mean, to have those gifted moments... And they are gifted moments. It was complete organised yeah. chaos. But it was, <laughs> you just did not know was what was going to come up and bite you in the ass that day. To, to be at home and to have, you know, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't change it for the world. Definitely okay. not, yeah. Well, listen, thank you very much for a brilliant chat this morning. Thank you. Very, very interesting and uh, probably kicking off a, a lot of comments, but also people just considering as they sit there uh, this morning, if they can sit there. Maybe they won't be able to sit there <laughs> depending on that organised chaos that Trish is talking about. Uh, but thank you very much. Fascinating. Uh, Trish Lahan, Sharon McNulty and also it's great to chat to clinical psychologist Dr Mally Coyne. Call Limerick today now on 461995.